Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique and I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 14th, you're gonna get the following. A magic morning journal, which is going to help you every day to set your energy in the right way, daily prompts. Plus, you're gonna get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me, and you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, you will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the Platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Each of you has your own thing, your own specialty, your own voice, your own aesthetic, your own style, whatever that might be that is special. Even if you don't know what that is yet, you do have it within you. And just to stay true to that. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. Don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is giving you two months of Skillshare for free. You can get unlimited access to over 25,000 classes. Just go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your free trial today. Let's face it, New Year's resolutions don't usually stick. 80% fail by the end of the month. Focusing on your health is not easy and it's not always fun, but now I'm eating fruits and vegetables every day without even trying thanks to Daily Harvest. You can go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code DREAMJOB to get three cups free in your first box. 
There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your old home movies, film reels, and photos. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering my listeners a huge exclusive discount. You can go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and get 40% off your first order. With this exclusive deal, LegacyBox starts at just $45. You can go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and you'll save 40% today. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm so glad that you're here. I feel so honored that you choose to spend your time listening to the show right now. I know you have an infinite amount of things you could be doing instead, and it means the world to me. I want to keep feeding your soul. I want to keep reminding you of how extraordinary you are and how each one of you has come to this world with something unique to share. And I want to keep giving you a big old permission slip to have the courage to start. And I hope that through the course of listening to the show, you'll also let go of the shame. There's no shame in not being perfect. There's no shame in not feeling great all the time or having all the answers or feeling overwhelmed or scared. We all feel those things. That makes you part of the human race. So when we can do it anyway and let go of the need to be perfect or always positive, or not overwhelmed, or there's no self-doubt, when we can just show up. You know what happens then is that when we connect with other people, when we have a meeting, when we go on Instagram, when we make something, we then give other people permission to allow for whatever's real for them, and it's okay. So I hope that you continue to know that this whole idea of having shame, that there's something wrong if something doesn't feel great or if we don't have all the answers. That's just not normal. Nobody has all of these things perfect. And, and I encourage you to welcome all parts of yourself and accept all of those parts of yourself. And remember, you can only lead somebody where you once were. So recently I heard somebody say, when you're making something, when you're teaching something, Whatever it is that you're hoping to inspire, your mess sometimes is your message and pain turns into purpose. And so whatever you're creating on some level, you're making this for a part of you. And maybe someone who was once you and now you're where you are and you can help that person out because you can empathize and identify. So Instead of feeling ashamed for the parts of us that struggle or feel anxious or overwhelmed or broken or scared, I think that we can just know that that is part of what's going to help us be an extraordinary gift to other human beings. So I look forward to seeing you guys March 14th and 15th. I'm doing a two-day workshop and the flash sale, we extended it because we realized we didn't give you guys enough time to get flash sale tickets and they're starting to go and we're starting to sell out this theater. So I wanted to give you one more day so you can get tickets for just $99 to this full two days of immersive inspiration. And there's going to be master classes and some amazing workshops and there's going to be some meditation uh, just to give you an idea of who's going to be there. We have Amber Ray who is amazing. She was on the podcast. She wrote a book called Choose Wonder Over Worry. She said so many mic drop things, but one of them was rejection is just redirection. And she's an incredible catalyst for people to embrace who they are and start making 
what they were born to make. Andy J. Pizza is going to be there. He is incredibly brilliant. And I loved what he said when he was on the show about how people love diamonds. And he said, why do people love diamonds? Because they're rare. And he goes, but what's more rare than an individual? Your DNA, your experiences. He goes, whether you believe in God or science, either way, he goes, your DNA is completely unique. Your experiences, your story. And he goes, and so I implore every single person to understand that and then to figure out you have something to bring to this world that only you can bring. And it's a must that you get that. There is such a purpose to your being on this planet. And he's right. Your DNA is completely unique. Uh, Jeff Goins is going to be at this workshop. So wise. He's written extraordinary books. And one of his books is called Real Artists Don't Starve. And he talks about how there's this glorification of the starving artist. And he says, what about Michelangelo? Well, you know, last time I checked, he painted the Sistine Chapel and many other beautiful works of art. And he was a multi, multi-millionaire. And that's before we add inflation. And he talks about what it takes to build a bridge when you want to do this thing that you love. Instead of quitting the job, how do you, instead of take the, taking the leave, how do you build a bridge and build a runway? And talking about how to get a side hustle off the ground. And he's going to be there leading a workshop and giving a keynote. And Sahara Rose is going to be there. And Sahara has one of the most popular self-help podcasts and spirituality podcasts and She's in the Ayurveda world. She wrote a whole book on Ayurveda and helps people get in touch with who they are and understand their energy and what's best for you and how to really help you start to crack open that magic inside of you. And Susie Schwartz is going to be there who started Unplugged Meditation. There'll be incredible meditation teachers. Kelsey Murphy will be there. She is a incredible life coach and business coach. She works with Marie Forleo doing B-School. Uh, Lily Petit will be there. She leads incredible breath work. And she also has an amazing business called Clutter Healing, where she helps people really understand uh, how energetically things that they're holding on to may have something to do with what they're actually holding on to in their home with clutter. And she helps you really free yourself of anything that's really not serving you. Saul Blinkoff will be there. Saul uh, was on this show and he had one of the most popular episodes and he's an animator and director and he's worked on incredible movies like Mulan and Hunchback of Notre Dame and he directed so many big movies and he has this incredible story which some of you heard already where he talks about how you know what it took for him to get to Disney and how he got rejected but he kept going and he loves the movie Rudy and he'll be doing an incredible masterclass. Colby Barr will be there. Colby created an incredible coffee shop called Verve Coffee. And he started it out of the back of his car. He tells that incredible story about building that first shop with his own two hands and filling up his car with cement and not knowing what he was going to do the next day, but just taking it one step at a time. Verve Coffee now has dozens and dozens of coffee shops all over the country and in other countries. Um, Heidi Stevens will be there. She's a soulful business coach and she's worked with incredible people. And she's been trained by some of the best, like Gina DeVee, who worked with Jen Sincero, and she'll be there. Amy Tan, Amy Tangerine will be there. Amy Tangerine has an incredible book called Craft a Life You Love, and she is extraordinary. And we'll be getting creative with her. She spends her time helping people craft and helping put you in a space where you can start to put things down on paper and really take your vision and, and make it come to fruition. So many incredible people are going to be there. Um, I can't even list them all. We don't even have the time, but it's going to be two full days. You can get tickets. If you get them by midnight, you can use the code flash sale. Just go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com or you can use the link in our show notes and you can get a ticket for $99 to two full days hanging out with us. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be amazing.
I cannot wait to see you guys there and to watch the light bulb go off and to see you having those breakthroughs and really coming home to yourself and understanding that you have something so incredible to share and that the time is now and you don't have to earn it and you don't need another degree and you're not missing anything. You just got to get to work. And I want to give you that encouragement and that permission. I want you to have that confidence when you leave and some strategies so that you can go serve the world because you have tremendous value inside of you. I want to see you grow that to the maximum level. All right. So let's get into today's episode because you're really in for a treat. Today's guest is a designer, a blogger, a creator, and an author. Her name is Joy Cho. She's the founder of Ojoy. It's a lifestyle brand and a design studio that has licensed product lines and editorial content with a focus on fashion, food, joyful moments in everyday life. She's worked with huge brands like Target, Johnson & Johnson, Petco, and many more to create products and home decor. She makes things for kids and furniture collections. She's absolutely incredible. She's also written several books that are really going to give you some helpful insights. So I highly recommend you check out what she's written. Her books include Creative Ink, which is all about freelancing. And she has another book called Blog Ink, which is all about blogging, as well as Oh Joy, which is 60 Ways to Create and Give Joy, an inspired guide to bring joy and whimsy into your life through stylish projects. We're going to get into some nitty gritty stuff today. We're going to help you figure out how to reach out to people and what you need to say and what you have to have prepared so that you can start to collaborate. I love this idea of you realizing that you have everything you need as long as you have some Wi-Fi and you can reach out and you can start to create things on your own. That's all you need. And so we're going to talk about what are some of the things that you need to make this work? Um, she's been a successful freelancer for years and created such a big company now. And so she's been helping other people to figure out what steps you need to take to really turn your freelancing into something that's thriving. I'm even going to ask her some questions about healthcare because I know once in a while people say, this all sounds great. I'd love to quit my job. But the number one reason I can't is because of healthcare. And I get it. It's a real issue. And I'm going to ask her that and we'll see if she can shed some light on that. But Joy has great advice, lots of practical tips packed into this episode. I can't wait for you to hear this one. Uh, before we dive in, let's just say a quick thanks to one of our sponsors. When was the last time you ate breakfast and then you felt good about it? Not a bowl of sugary cereal that you inhaled before running out the door. I'm talking about a breakfast that's nourishing your body. My breakfasts have been completely transformed ever since I started getting Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers carefully sourced, chef-crafted food built on fruits and vegetables, and everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're going to eat it. You can choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any time of day, ready-to-blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and more. I love their ready-to-blend smoothies like the strawberry and peach smoothie, their banana and green smoothie. They have so many good options that actually taste good and they're good for you. And for a busy person like me, it's super convenient. It's ready in five minutes max, and I have real organic fruits and vegetables before I've even finished my morning coffee. Every single serving cup takes one step to prepare. You just add water or milk to a smoothie, or you could just heat up a harvest bowl. You can go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code DREAMJOB to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code DREAMJOB, and you'll get free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. All right, without further ado, please welcome the sensational Joy Cho. Hey, Joy, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. This is really, really fun. You've done so many things and everything you do is just with so much color and creativity and I love it. Tell us a little bit about like how you actually got to be doing you in this moment. 
Um, I started my career as a graphic designer. I went to school for that. And uh, my first two jobs out of school were in New York City doing graphic design for a couple of different companies. Um, by the time I had my second job, I had transitioned a little bit more away from branding and websites and packaging design, which is a little bit more of the traditional graphic design, into mm-hmm. doing more surface pattern textile and product design because mm. I really wanted to start designing things for people. And so after that, I had left New York to move back back to Philly, which is where I'm from, because my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, was starting a long-term residency. We went to move in together and get engaged and all that stuff. So I found myself with no job. I was trying to get a job as a designer at Anthropology. Yes! Dream yeah, job. Bucket list. Still one of my favorite brands. <laughs> yep. um, and I interviewed with them and had great interviews. But at the time, their team was so small that there was no opening. And so I was like, okay, well, what's next? Because I knew at that point that I wanted to start designing products. And I knew what type of thing I wanted to do. I just couldn't find the job. So I started freelancing, um, thinking it was sort of temporary to make ends meet. Right. And this is 2005. And so around this time, I also started a blog from a recommendation of a friend who also had one. I was like, what the heck is a blog? Like nobody <laughs> knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that while starting to freelance. And as more and more people read the blog, it became a marketing tool for my freelance business, which eventually turned into a full-time design company. So Ojoy essentially started off as a design company where I was designing uh, branding, print, packaging, websites for a lot of companies in the food and fashion industries. Um, a lot of companies that were just starting off and needed help with all of that stuff. And as the blog grew, as people started knowing me more for the blog. And even though I used it as a marketing tool to help get clients and that actually the the design work was what paid the bills, on the side, I was sort of doing this as part of the Ojoy brand as well. So over the next five to six years, my company was pretty much a design company that evolved into more of a lifestyle company where content became more of a focus. By the time my first daughter was born in 2011, I was able to shift Ojoy to just Ojoy related products. And so that is when we started focusing more on licensing and growing our own product line through collaborations and licensing, as well as doing content that you see now every day on social media. And again, the early days, we weren't using Twitter, we weren't using Pinterest, we weren't using Instagram. And so really, the blog was kind of the main social media point at that time. But we've obviously evolved and grown as social media has evolved and grown. And now we exist as a lifestyle brand today, which half of it is made up of designed products that we sell at various retailers through partners. And then the other half is daily content that we create. And all of it is meant to bring you joy in some way and to bring that into your day. My mouth waters hearing this whole story. It is the (laughs) coolest thing. And so many artists, so many creatives sort of hold on to this, um, this like Cinderella story that like somebody's going to come along and do it for you. Either uh, somebody will notice your work and give you a book deal or they'll mm-hmm. hire you to illustrate something and it'll be your moment, your big break. And in your case, you sort of saw beyond that and did it yourself. Oh my gosh. I mean, you were... That is like music to my ears, what you just said, because I, that's kind of, I think the biggest misconception about the world in which we live in right now, especially because of Instagram and social media, in some ways it makes 
certain goals seem so much easier, which is great because I want people to dream big, but it also makes it seem easy. Like somebody just sat there and it landed on their lap. And one thing that I always tell people, because we've had, you know, we were at Target exclusively for three years. We had a really great long-term partnership with them. You know, we've done things where we've had, oh, joy band-aids by Johnson Johnson out for four years. I've had some amazing collections with some huge brands, but I pitched the majority of those things. 95% of some of the, of the product collaborations that we do is me pitching. If I want to go out and design shoes, if I want to go out and design pet stuff, whatever it might be, it's usually me finding a contact, pitching them, putting together a deck, convincing them why I think that they should do that. If you sit around, you like, you cannot sit around and wait, like dreams, goals do not get accomplished by sitting around and waiting because yes, I get it. Sometimes you think, you know what, somebody will find me if it's meant to be, but that's not the way the world works. Even my jobs before I had my own business, when I was looking for a job as a designer, both of the jobs that I got, I sent them a really compelling package in the mail with my work samples and sent them a really cool thing. And they all happened to be looking for someone but had not yet posted an, a job listing wow. on some site. Right, right. Because we all know what happens when you post a job listing. You get a million emails that you have to filter through. But here I am. I showed up and I sent them something cool at a time that they were looking. So you never know. You just have to put yourself out there and try. Oh, my God. When you were just talking, I was like – this like I wanted to just point to it with like neon signs and go this 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 there's so much good stuff here so there are so many things that you have to offer in terms of your wisdom you have a book on how to be a successful freelancer it's called creative ink and it's so good and you I know so many people listening this is one aspect of you know, it's one thing to have the idea that you want to sell cake pops. It's one thing to love making hand-lettered t-shirts or mugs, but to be able to sustain yourself, to make that side hustle into something that you can actually pivot to and quit your day job, this has to actually really be sustainable. What are some of the things that you think are most important to prioritize in order to create a, a freelance business that's really going to be able to take the place of your day job? I think the main thing is focusing on your niche and what you're good at. So I know there was a time in my life and my career as a graphic designer that I was trying to be everything to everybody. I was trying to design for men's razors while also trying to design baby stuff while also trying to design for a new restaurant. And once I realized what I'm good at and what my strengths are and also what I enjoy and then where those things intersect, that is when you're going to find your place because you may know what Ojoy is now, currently today in this year, but it wasn't always this. And so there was a time when I was figuring out what it was and I knew I liked sort of modern elements. I knew that I had, um, I liked colorful sort of poppy things and crisp lines. And there was a certain style that I was evolving into, but I didn't quite have it yet. Cause it does take you a while to figure out your personal style as well as your, um, design style if you're working mm-hmm. for other people. And so once I realized, you know what, I just, I want to design for brands that are the brands I would use. So essentially they ended up becoming a lot of like female oriented brands. A lot of the work I was doing was definitely more on the feminine side versus the masculine side. I realized I'm terrible at designing for men. And it's not to say that I was giving up or that I didn't want to do it. It's just that I was so much better at designing things for women. And once I felt okay with that, 
it just got so much better because I wasn't trying to be everything to everybody. So I think the key thing is knowing your style and knowing where you fit in, but also that that combo of what you're good at and what you enjoy. That's where you're going to find like that sweet magic spot. Yeah, that makes sense. Like follow what really you love doing, but also be honest about like, what are the things that are really working? Like I do feel that the universe is merciful in terms of like letting you know what's working, right? So if you listen, that might actually just be like really good insight. Absolutely. When you are talking to freelancers and you come up against somebody saying like, well, that's so scary because if I go ahead and be a freelancer and I leave my day job, I'm going to lose my health insurance and I'm going to lose the stability. Uh, Practically speaking, how do you help people succeed? How do you set them up to succeed with that so that they don't sort of fall apart? Because those are two really decent questions. So any kind of business is a hustle, no matter what. And freelancing is this in-between place between being kind of a corporation and being employed for somebody. You are self-employed, you have your own business, but you're also hopping around and having different clients and the money is coming from different places. So I know how scary it can be. I've completely been there. I think the thing that helps, especially if you're transitioning from a day job, is if there is a consistent client that you can get who needs your help regularly, that is a really great place to help you feel a little bit more stable. So Mm -hmm. for example, if somebody doesn't necessarily need you full-time and you're not necessarily looking for another full-time job, but let's just say they need five to 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week or whatever it might be, something where it is a consistent monthly paycheck for you, that is amazing because then that gives you some stability for knowing what is guaranteed to come in and then everything else you bring on is on top of that and would is even more. That makes it sense. It will get to a point when you feel comfortable and confident, you won't necessarily feel like you need that because you'll have enough work rolling in and you'll kind of be like in a flow. But that's a really great way to start. I mean, when I first started my business, I was um, doing a lot of writing, design writing for other magazines. I was doing a ton of different stuff in addition to me getting my own design clients and doing my blog. So I had money and income and jobs coming in from so many places because I had to. I mean, I didn't want to get to the point where I had no money or I yeah. had no work. So I was always, always looking for new things to keep keep me busy. Yeah. You know, let's unbundle this and how you figured out how to do the outreach, how to have the courage, how to know what kinds of things to include when you're communicating and and how to create work that somebody wants. So number one, let's start with the courage. Yep. So courage. courage is a tough thing because it can come from, you could say, oh, my portfolio is not good enough, or I haven't been doing this enough for years, or I don't have enough followers on social media. There's a million excuses that you can come up with. However, if that goal or dream is something that you is on your list, nothing is going to give you that courage more so than wanting to accomplish that Mm, thing. Love it. Because do you want to just every single year have that on your list and you haven't made steps towards it? Or do you want to start making steps towards it and at least trying to tackle it? So that's number one. Like the courage is going to come if you want it that enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in terms of reaching out to people or brands or companies, whatever that might be, research is key. I mean, as somebody who also gets pitched things from other people and other designers and stuff. 
I also see what brands are probably getting. And so the best ones are where you've, the person clearly mm-hmm. understands your brand. And so make sure you research the brand. You know what they're doing. You know what they've done in the past. You know where you fit in. So the, I, there's that magical balance of knowing that your style fits in with their style, but they might, ne- may, they might not have necessarily done something that you're offering that feels like a nice change for them. Um, because if they're already doing it, why do they right. need to hire you? And so knowing that, I think style and knowing how you fit in is the number one thing because I could say that I want my, I want to do a collaboration with a brand that I love, love, love. But if aesthetically we don't fit, if aesthetically it doesn't make sense, it's one of those things where it's just going to be a waste of both of your time. Make sure that it's something that makes, feels like it aesthetically fits. And I know a lot of your listeners are visual people and designers and people coming from creative fields. So that's something that you can probably see and figure out pretty soon, pretty quickly. And then from there, I do a custom deck for every single person that I'm reaching out to, for every single brand I'm reaching out to. It's so much work, but what you can do is you have kind of like a standard presentation or a deck. It it obviously depends on what it is that you're offering, but you can have a standard one. Exactly. That talks about you, your bio, if it involves social media stats, things like that. But then you have a section that you customize for the brand specifically based on what you're talking about. And it doesn't have to be crazy long. It could be a few pages, again, depending on what you are reaching out to them. And you also don't want to give away all of your ideas and all of your work in that first email. It's just something to show them what you can do or what you have done. If you have history in the past of working with other companies in a similar way, show that. Now, if you don't, that's okay too, but mock up something, create something. I know that when I used to talk to a lot of graphic design students or even people just looking for a job, they would say, oh, well, I want to do packaging, but I've never designed packaging before. Well, just create it, mock it up, like design something, Photoshop it onto a box, make it look real. And it's fine if you tell people this is a mock-up I did, but if it looks real to them, they don't really Mm -hmm. care if it made it to market. They just want to see that you can do the work. Um, So show the things that you want to be able to do if you don't already have that in your portfolio. Um, You've done so many things and they're all successful. It's hard to imagine that you don't just have like a Midas touch. I'm serious. I'm not just saying it. Like... (laughs) Can you take us behind the scenes? Is there anything that you did that didn't work? And then how did you get through whatever was sort of mediocre to land the 17,000 things you do that are all rock star? So a couple of things that I can completely tell you that have not worked out. Um, number one, let's if we go back to pitches, I pitch all the time. I'm pitching currently for 2020 things, you know, like we work roughly a year in advance when it comes to anything that has to be manufactured and product related. And there are plenty of times when either I don't hear back or they just say no and they're not interested. So just know that that happens to everybody. (laughs) Um, Of all the things I pitch, I will completely get some that nothing ever happens. And that's what it is. It's disappointing sometimes, especially if you build up in your head how amazing it would be to do this job or project or this collaboration. But at the same time, you don't know what those people are thinking. You don't know their budgets. You don't know their priorities. And so you don't know how you fit in until they tell you. So that's number one. Number two, we, yes, we've done a ton of different products. I've done a ton of different projects. And A lot of them work out, but there are some that, you know, to be honest, I mean, it's not the things that people always know, but there are some times when they're either specific products that bomb or some collections that don't do as well as we expect. But 
it's always a learning lesson. And it's not to say that I haven't cried a lot of tears or felt disappointed or felt upset for a few days about certain things. But I always realize at the end of the day that I'm learning something from this. And if this particular product sold terribly, or this collection didn't do as well as we had hoped, well, why is it? I mean, was there something about the prints or the patterns or the colors or the price point or the quality, Mm. you know, there are so many things to look at because of it. And if I'm working with a partner on that uh, and someone else is manufacturing it, like that's a conversation that we can have together. Um, Or if it's something that just we decide to do on our own, it's something that internally we can look at and we can discuss, Mm. but you have to think about failures as a way to get better. I mean, if we don't, try to get better at what we do, then we're never going to keep growing. Yeah. And so that to me is just a sign of growth. Well, that's super generous of you to share that. And I think it really, really helps. And not only that, I think it makes you even more successful in people's eyes because it's not just that you have this like superhuman thing where everything you do is perfect. You actually, just like everybody else, have had to learn through trial and error and you've earned like the brilliant things that have come through things that are not always perfectly on target, right? So that's that's very, very cool. This is such juicy advice. Before we keep going, let's just thank one of our sponsors. One of my favorite things to do is to spend time with my kids watching old home movies. But some of our old memories were on VHS tapes and we don't have a VCR player. So it was like, all right, well, what am I going to do with all these? And then I found out about Legacy Box and I was like, thank goodness. So I set up my Legacy Box with our home movies and pictures and then they do the rest. They're professionally digitizing everything on a thumb drive, digital download or DVD. They give you easy to follow instructions and safety barcodes included for every item. Plus they give you personalized updates at every step. And by the end, they send all the original recorded moments back along with perfectly preserved digital copies. You can ensure your family history is preserved forever. And at the same time, you can clean out your closet full of all those old camcorder tapes and aging film reels. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve those memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering my listeners an exclusive discount. You can go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. Did you ever have a feeling of imposter syndrome or this feeling of who am I to begin? Like there's already, and I don't know exactly the year that you started versus other people, but let's just say there was always going to be like a Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? Like so, mm-hmm. and and you've amassed a huge following. Like you have 430,000 Instagram followers and I, you have so many things that are successful. But when you started, there were other people who already had that and double that and triple that, right? And it didn't stop you. Yeah, I think so. You know, when I started in 2005, that was 13 years ago. So it was before a lot of the social media stuff happened. So I didn't have a basis of comparison the way that it is now. But in some ways, I actually question myself more now than I did then because social media exists. And like, I've been doing this for 13 years, which is a really long time. And there are new, fresh faces coming around every single day, either creating content or partnering with brands or designing amazing things that they're young and they're vibrant and they have way more energy than I do. No, that's not possible. That part's not possible. (laughs) Everything else. I mean, because they also don't have kids yet. You know, it's like there's a lot of things where. 
I sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, am I just like the old lady in the corner who needs to just disappear That's and go away? That's crazy that you think it now. Like I'm I thinking, did you have it at, at com- the beginning? And you're like, no, no, I actually have no. it now. <laughs> and, and it's not that I didn't question myself in the beginning. It was just different stuff. There was no Instagram in 2005. Like there was nothing for me to compare myself to because there was, there were very few, there were very few blogs back then and everybody was kind of figuring stuff right, out. But so, there were already really successful designers, like super successful. Right. And like you could compare yourself. And you could have said like, why would I begin this? Like, I'm not Martha Stewart. Like, who am I to start? Sure. Like, she's a gajillionaire. And you didn't. You started anyway. Like, I think a lot of people listening uh, are going to quickly, if they don't already know you, which hopefully they do, but if they don't already, they're going to go check out your Instagram. They're going to go look at your website. They're going to look at your work and they're going to be like, there's no way that I could ever even have an ounce of that success. And my question to you is, what do you say to someone who isn't sure how high they can reach? Isn't sure how much is possible? Yeah. You know, what's interesting about today. So to go back to 2005, you know, I came from graphic design school. So we're looking at firms like Pentagram and designers who have been around since the fifties and like just doing like classic things. And they designed like the Apple logo and the Betsy logo and all oh, this yeah. stuff. Little so I came from like that. that. Yeah, exactly. Little things like that. And I came from that background thinking like, oh my gosh, here I am like designing for companies and brands. You're like, don't even exist yet. I'm not designing for these giant fortune 500 companies. And so that was my initial thinking. It it had nothing to do with social media. It was like, well, who am I to have a design company when you could go and hire these giant companies that have been around forever? And I think I realized that the cool thing about the internet and what it's evolved to is that it gives everybody a voice. It gives everybody a voice to not only share their vision with the world in whatever way you want to, but if you have work, if you have a talent, if you just have something to say, it makes it so much easier than it was 15, 20 years ago because of all these social media platforms. So number one, we're all a little bit more on an equal level playing field. Like we all have quicker access to it. Now, yeah. what you do with that access then is up to you because you could say, oh yeah, I could post on Instagram, but I'm too scared. And then you know what? Nothing ever happens and nobody ever sees it. And then it just stays in your brain. Or you could take a chance and try it and put your work out there and show the work that you've done and tell people about this cool thing that you just made and you want to make it into a business, whatever that might be. And so I think the thing is we all have a unique point of view and it can be hard to figure that out. Like I get it. It took me a really long time to even figure out what what my aesthetic was and what my brand's aesthetic was and it evolves over time. But you know that you are a person and there's no one else like you. And so therefore there's there should not be anybody else like you exactly in your work style as well. So it's a matter of knowing that, but also seeing what else other people are doing out there and making sure, purposely making sure you're doing things differently. You know, you were saying about my doubts and stuff, a lot of times there are also things not only about me feeling like I've been doing this a long time and there's new young fresh faces, but also there are certain things that we've been doing that after a while, it's like, well, I should probably change that up. I should probably get with the times or I should just do new fresh things because things are evolving and you don't necessarily want to be stagnant and doing the same thing. Yep. And so I am very diligent about looking at what else is out there, using things as inspiration, but also making sure that there is still something that I am doing that feels different and separate from all of those people people and brands and other companies that might overlap with us in some way. And so you have to be extra careful about that too, because you can get inspiration from everywhere these days, but almost too much, you know, it's so much so easy to see something and not realize that then you're then being inspired too heavily from another designer that 
I always look at the work that we do and say like, wait, is this on Pinterest? Has somebody already done this project? Or does this pattern look like this? And if it does, if it feels familiar to me in any way from someone else, then it's it's gone. It's just like done. And yep. we have to start over. Yep. You talked about a second ago, you were saying, you know, like you could uh, think to yourself, well, I should post on Instagram, but I'm too scared. And then you don't and nothing happens. And I think that the sad thing is that most people who are listening right now, that's, that's where they're at. That's the moment. They have something that they love doing. There is something that somebody or 16 somebodies have, has said, you're good at that, but they just haven't taken the next step. Maybe A, because they don't know the how, they can't see the next eight steps in the path, um, mm -hmm. or maybe B, because they're overthinking it too much. Uh, what would be your advice to help them get from where they are now to like, let's say 13% further down the road? What are the things that maybe they should do? You have to just do it. I mean, I know that sounds easier said than done, but the thing is, is I don't know the next 13 steps of most of the things I'm doing. I have said yes to jobs and projects and deciding to hire employees and paying rent on an office space before I knew how that was all going to work out. Because wow. yes, like there is something to say about planning and I'm super type A and I love to be planned and organized, but there are also some things that you'll never really know what's going to happen until you do it and you have to just, and then you just figure it out. And I'm one of those people like there's so many scary things I've signed myself up for that I'm freaking out, like about to pee my pants thinking about them, but yeah. Yep. But, I know myself well enough that I know that when it comes to getting it done, I'll get it done and I'll figure out how to do it. And there's nothing like a little bit of pressure to have said yes to something. A hundred thousand percent. I'm so glad you said it. I love the way that you said that. I always try to help people understand that and how to get into the flow because no one is given a printout that's like, okay, you're going to turn left here. Then you're going to email this person. Then that person is going to make sure that you get this together. Then you're going to create this piece of content and it's all going to come together. It's like a recipe. Nobody has that. So what are we all doing? Anyone who's doing something, right? If it's sort of like flowing, I think you're, I guess, doing the thing like you just said, and then you start to be resourceful and you get creative and you learn as you do it, right? You like, yeah. you're, you're getting clues as you, as you go on your way. So in terms of what we can give in terms of practical advice or strategy, in fact, I was going to ask you when you were talking about pitching all those decks in terms of the gatekeeper, what's the name of the person you're reaching out to? So it depends in if you're looking for a freelance job, um, it could potentially be the HR department. If there's a design department there specifically, either of those two would probably work. If there's something in social media, either the social media contact or the PR contact. So a lot of the times I will always start with going to their website and seeing what contact information there is. And pretty much everything will have a general, but it's tough because if the company is a company that is consumer facing company, like they have a store or they have an e-commerce site or something, that website is probably geared towards customers, not towards the corporate right. office. So if I can't find anything about from the corporate office, direct messaging on Instagram works really? great. And that's honestly how I get, yes. That's pretty much how I get 90% of my contacts these days. If the brand is active on social media, which a lot of the brands that I'm working with are, because that's kind of the world that I live in, I will direct message them and you can tell if they're active because you can see if they respond, if they're posting regularly, if they're responding to the 
comments there. And if they are, that's a good sign that somebody will see it and will write back to you. I mean, I will direct message them and just say, I'm looking to reach somebody in XYZ department. What you specify, whatever that is, I would love to get a direct so cool. um, email. And then they usually send it. Sometimes they don't, I don't hear back because they yeah. aren't checking it. And then you just kind of have yep. to figure out something else. But 90% of the time it That's works for so me. That's so cool because it's so simple. Like you wouldn't even think of it. And this is what like, I sometimes like feel like hitting my head against the wall when I'm talking to people because they'll tell me all the reasons why something's not working. And I'm like, have you even done like these three things? No, I didn't do that. Well, then how do you know it's not working? Like, <laughs> you know, people are yeah. like, how did you get your songs? And because I started as a song in McDonald's ads and, and Coke and Target. I'm like, I reached out to the ad agencies like multiple times a day. Oh, that's interesting. It's like, right? Like, you know, have you even yeah. tried that? Um, so that's fascinating. In terms of other sort of practical things in terms of freelancing, a question that comes up all the time, maybe you have an answer for this. Somebody asked me, they're like, how do you get health insurance? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> do you know how that happens? Like, Yes. Because I, mean, I had paid for my own health insurance for many years when I had my own business. So you pretty much contact a health insurance company. Um, it depends on your state and where you're located. So it's all going to differ per state. But um, there's going to be a bunch of health insurance companies that you can contact. You can find out how much it costs to pretty much sign up for your own plan and pay as an individual. Now, that is going to be the most expensive. It's going to be the most expensive because you are a single person. You're not a company that has a lot of different people and a lot of members signing on. So there's that option. And I've done that. And it's a lot of money comparatively, especially if you're coming from a day job, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is how much health insurance costs. It's so expensive. Right. Um, but there are also in some states, there are also like freelancer guilds that you can join oh, cool. and they will have like a group rate that you can be a part of if you join their, cool. their guild. So check that out as well. One more thing I can tell you about the health insurance real quick. And remember, I'm not an HR expert. I'm just telling you what I've learned. Yeah, what but learned. Um, there's also something called COBRA, which is the health insurance that you can get from your former employer. And sometimes it mm -hmm. applies to either if you have been laid off or you quit, or there's a transition between your job and another job where it, it kind of extends your health benefits a little bit longer and every policy cool. is different. But cool. there are sometimes cases where if you leave a job, they'll extend the, the health insurance for you a little bit longer. Now you might not get, they're not going to necessarily cover it once you're not working for them, but you might be able to work, like still get get their rate versus another rate yeah. for an extended period of time. You've done such an incredible job at branding yourself and you're so lovable and endearing and everything's so fun. How can you help other people figure out how to tell their story? Like what advice would you have for someone who's like, I'd like to have an Instagram that's one ounce as cool as Joy's Instagram. Like where would you tell them to sort of go in terms of questions to ask themselves or ideas of things about themselves to post, what might you say to that? You know, I think for me, I think about when I'm going on social media, what types of things do I enjoy seeing? What gives me joy? Like, who are the types of people I like to follow and why? And it's not in the sense to say, to copy that. It's just to say, what is the feeling that I'm getting from this person's account? If I, if that person's account makes me feel jealous or it makes me feel bad about myself or insecure or whatever, then obviously that's not the kind of thing I'm looking to create. But if mm. something about what they do, about the way that they speak, about their voice, about the topics that they share, 
are giving me joy that I find myself going to it every day, or I want to go to it, I look out for it. That is the kind of thing. So that's the first. And then from there, like pay attention to the feelings that you're feeling when you're responding well to somebody else's account. And it's like, well, what is it about it? Is it all design focused? Is it cool things that they're doing while they're traveling? Is it more personal Mm -hmm. and speaking to their life as a parent? Or is it like stuff that they're doing at work, like everybody's gonna respond to different things. And so for me, I'm always trying to pay attention to how something makes me feel so that I can try and figure out how to make other people feel that way as well. That's such a clear directive. I love that. How does something make you feel? Tune into that and know that that's a guide. That makes so much sense. Okay, I have a few more questions. But first, let's just take one more quick ad break. We always say on the show that it's super important to follow your curiosity and learn new things no matter where you are in life. That's why I love Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, or even illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion or start a side hustle or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those goals. I love the classes they have in productivity, and I love the class they have in watercolor painting, but there's always something out there that I want to learn. And it's great because they break down the classes into shorter videos, so you don't have to set aside a whole hour to sit down in a classroom. You're able to learn on your own time, and it's super convenient. You can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. You can get two months of Skillshare for free at Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2, and that's the number two. That's two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. Go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2 to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. As far as growing your following, I think people think that there's like some quick thing, like you're going to like use this particular hashtag and the next <laughs> day you're going to have 110,000 new followers in, in your growth. Because you could say like, well, I started in 2005. You did, but a lot of other people did too. And you have a huge following and not everybody who started then does. So there's something that you're doing that's really, really working and resonating with people. What might be one of the things that you could say in terms of growing your following that you think is one tip you have for people when they're thinking about that? Um, I think there's a couple of things. It, it does depend on your aesthetic and your style and what you're posting. So there's a couple of things that I've seen work really well. Either you have a very clear point of view and aesthetic. And so when you look at a feed, you know, the, some of the ones that can grow really fast have a very specific type of content they're focused on. And it's so yeah. specific, but quirky and cool that yep. nobody else is having, it has a feed full of all of these. And so like, let's just say there's that Instagram account that's called, I have this thing with floors and it's all like people's feet I on cool that. floors. Yeah. Yep, now, yep. Now that's not their own content. You know, they're getting content from other people and reposting it and stuff. So that's, that's one way to go. That's just more of a curation than your own original content. Yeah. But there's also the idea of if you're sharing beautiful pictures, which I do often, making sure that you're also sharing the real stuff with people too. Because for me, even though I'm not necessarily taking a picture and posting every single thing that I'm doing in my day, I'm choosing what I post. There are also posts that might talk about how hard it is to be a working mom, you know, and that photo could be a fun photo or somehow hint at parenting or whatever. It's not unrelated, but at the same time, the talk, the conversation there is real. It's not always just like 
la 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 cupcakes unicorn sunshine yeah. Yeah. and it's fine to have, sometimes have cupcakes unicorn sunshine but sometimes you just want people people just want to know that you're dealing with the same stuff as them too so and that's about your comfort zone it also depends on what stage you are in life I think yep. that it's one of those things that for me I respond well to when people do the real talk and they show like the real stuff me behind too. the pretty picture me too. so that's why I also like to do it as well so it, it sounds like what you're saying is it really is the content if the content is connecting you're going to grow your following. It's not about hashtags. It's not about time of day. It's not about some social media bot, God forbid, which I think is probably a disaster. I've never used it, but I can imagine that's a problem. It's really just about the content. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, hashtags are a funny thing because I know a lot of people use them and we've tried, like we have stages where we'll put a bunch of hashtags, but it hasn't necessarily helped for us. I mean, I think there are certain times where it's it's helpful if you're trying to get featured in another feed of a bigger account that maybe posts other people's things and highlights things, that's great because that's really more just about, that's how people grow too, is if you get mentioned in somebody else's Instagram account or their stories or things like that, and you're doing something really cool. So feel free to pay attention to that. Like that's never a bad thing because that's almost you like helping to just spread the word to other accounts and their followers. But yeah. it's more just like, you don't have to hashtag every single word or subject and, and you can, it's not going to hurt, but that's not like the winning combination. It's really more about like what you have to offer and what, yeah. Not only voice you're bringing to it, but also what visuals you're bringing to it and just making sure those feel unique to you. Yeah. Well, this was such a great conversation. And my my last question to you really to sort of sum this up, especially since we were just talking about real talk and what you're connecting and how you're connecting and what you're saying. What for you, and I know this is a big question, so just whatever comes right now, what do you feel like is your biggest message that you are wanting to communicate with the world? I don't want to sound like a broken record, but if I were to say one thing to anybody not knowing exactly what you do and knowing that you're all dealing with different things is you be you because I have spent so much time of my life, wasted time of my life comparing myself to other people as a tween, as a teen, as a young adult, as a business owner, as a mother, as a wife, and you comparison is just like never going to help you. The only way it helps you is if someone does something amazing, let that fuel your fire for your goals and like not don't let jealousy take over. That's when it becomes like not a good thing. But let that fuel your fire. But I say you be you because like really you each of you has your own thing, your own specialty, your own voice, your own aesthetic, your own style, whatever that might be that is special. Even if you don't know what that is yet, you do have it in, within you. And just to stay true to that, because it can be really hard with social media. And I know it's easy to compare yourself. I do it too. And I'm totally guilty of it. But that's when I fall into that trap. And it makes me like a not happy person. And you have to just like get yourself out of that. Focus on your unique qualities in your work in whatever you're doing, in accomplishing your goals and let that drive you. I love it. Tell us where we can find you. You can find me at ojoy.com and at ojoy on all social media. Amazing. Thank you for everything you're doing to bring so much joy. Every picture of yours brings me joy. All the things you write brings me joy. The fact that you're out there helping other creatives is awesome. So thank you for doing all of that. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Oh my gosh. I love talking to Joy. Okay. So here are some of the takeaways. Number one, don't wait for opportunities to fall in your lap. Go out and make the pitch. Number two, nothing is going to give you courage more than the desire to accomplish that dream. 
Number three, do your research. Know how you fit with a brand and how you'll bring a change for them. Number four, focus on your niche. Find the intersection of what you're good at and what you love. Number five, rejection happens to everyone. We can use it as a chance to learn. Number six, if you have a voice, if you have something to say, then you have inside of you the ability to access that and to share it. What you're going to do with that is up to you. Number seven, don't compare yourself to the people already out there. Use that to fuel your fire. Number eight, pay attention to what content makes you feel good and then create something that's going to light up that feeling in someone else. Number nine, you be you. You have your own specialty, your own style. Even if you don't know what it is yet, it's already there, right there within you. Okay, if you want a list of these takeaways plus some discussion questions, you can get those in a cheat sheet. You can just go to the show notes. There's a link there to grab it. Also, there's a link in the show notes if you want to join a local Don't Keep Your Day Job listening group. You want to meet up with some awesome, like-minded people to discuss your ideas, to brainstorm, to keep you accountable, to have a sounding board. You can find the link in the show notes and we'll give you information about the nearest group to you. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already, and please tell your friends about it. Go ahead, post it on Instagram, post it on Twitter, post it on your Facebook. Tell your friends how much the show has inspired you and whatever change this has brought to your life. And maybe it's going to do that for them. I hope that if you're inspired, that you're going to do something about this today. Even if it's one teensy tiny little step, go make that piece of art. Go work on your jewelry, write the blog post, send that email. And just like Joy said, You don't have to wait for those opportunities. You're going to make those for yourself and you're just going to see how the momentum starts to sprout. I hope that I'll be seeing you guys at that March event, 14th and 15th at the Harmony Gold Preview House, beautiful premium theater on Sunset Boulevard in the heart of all the beautiful stuff going on in LA. It's going to be amazing. Uh, By the way, Colby from Verve, he's going to bring some coffee. So you're going to get to taste incredible Verve coffee. You'll make some amazing friends. You'll have an incredible transformative experience. And it's only $99 if you get your tickets by tonight at midnight. So use the code flash sale, go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com, you know, bring a friend with you, make it a girl's trip, whatever you want to do, just take this time for yourself because the value in these two days far exceeds $99. You'll be so happy that you came and made this time for yourself. I love you guys. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. I can't wait. On Thursdays, we've been doing these interviews with you guys, sharing your stories of what's happened since you've been listening to the show. We have another great one coming up on Thursday. If you have something you want to share with us, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to keep interviewing you guys and shining a light on all the incredible things that you're doing. So you can email us with your success stories at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. I'd love to talk to you and I'd love to hear what's been going on. If you want to have more support, you can find our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. There's over 8,000 incredibly positive, supportive, loving souls, like-minded, just like you, kindred spirits working on their dream projects. You can find us on Facebook in that Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. And uh, come find me on Instagram. I want you guys to check out this animation I'm posting today. I've been posting like these clips of different guests and I've been posting other things straight from my heart. I do all my Instagram myself, do all my social media myself. So come find me on Instagram at kathy.heller, kathy's with a C, and you can DM me. I answer all my DMs and I read them all. Um, It might take me a day or two, but I promise I will read it and get back to you. That is a promise. I love you guys. I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Authentic Shows.